Greetings, cats, dogs, tigers, hammerheads, great whites, blues, and fans of fact-based reality and reality-based facts. Welcome to Sharkwater Week on Scanna. I'm Mark Laird Young, director of The Hundred-Year-Old Whale and a longtime fan of Sharkwater revolutionary Rob Stewart. As I record this, Rob's latest and final movie, Sharkwater Extinction, has a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics are loving it, fans are loving it, and sharks everywhere should be celebrating because like his other movies, this one's making waves. The movie opened in Canada last weekend, and the Canadian Senate just passed Bill S-328, the Ban on Shark Fin Importation and Exportation Act. Now it goes before Parliament, and we are very, very, very close to seeing one of Rob's finest dreams come true. As amazing as Rob was as a filmmaker, I think his most impressive gift was inspiring young people, including young filmmakers. Almost exactly a year ago, Rain Banu, producer of Scanet, attended Toronto's Planet and Focus Film Festival as the cinematographer of The Hundred-Year-Old Whale. While she was there, she interviewed a couple of teenage movie makers who talked about how Rob didn't just inspire them, but helped them make their own documentaries to change the world. Scanet is brought to you once a month by listeners who support us through Patreon.com, and we hope you'll join them. But this special episode is brought to you by your favorite shark. And now, Julia Barnes, writer, director, and star of the wonderful award-winning movie Sea of Life, talks with Rain about how Rob's movie Revolution rocked her world. Can you tell me a little bit about... Um, I know you were really inspired by Rob Stewart, mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about, um, was Revolution that inspired you? Yes. Okay. So, when I was 16, I went into the theater and watched Rob Stewart's movie Revolution. And, you know, at that point, I'd always been in love with the natural world and fascinated by nature and by animals, but I had no idea that the world I loved was in jeopardy. And so in Revolution, I was learning for the first time that the world's coral reefs, rainforests, and fisheries are expected to be gone by the middle of the century. And as a kid who was totally in love with the natural world, I couldn't believe I hadn't known that was happening, and I wanted to do everything in my power to turn it around. Right. Yeah. So about a week after watching Revolution, I bought my first camera and enrolled in a scuba diving course and set out to make a movie. Um, about halfway through making this film, I found out about lag time with ocean acidification. So before that, yeah. I had known about ocean acidification. It's this problem that's caused by the, the CO2 that we're releasing into the atmosphere, and that's getting absorbed into the ocean. But the kind of way that it had always been explained to me was that if we just stop burning fossil fuels, everything will be okay. And mm -hmm. learning about lag time, about halfway through making the movie, the world's you know top scientists on coral reefs were basically saying that um, even if we stopped burning fossil fuels today, even if we had a best case scenario, we were going to lose coral reefs no matter what because there's so much carbon in the atmosphere already. It's going to continue to absorb into the oceans for the next several decades. So that was devastating. And I kind of had to figure out whether there was any point in continuing to make this movie, thinking that we weren't going to be able to solve coral reefs no matter what we did. Right. Yeah. So what made you decide to finish? Um, I talked to Rob Stewart. So I was so there was the point where I was like 
you know, should I continue making this movie or should I not? But before I, I made that decision, I knew that I needed to talk to Rob. He had kind of been a mentor throughout all of this. He had taught me how to use a camera, and it was his film that inspired me to make the movie. So I went back and talked to him because he was he's so optimistic. He was, mm. he was, he was yeah, one of the most optimistic people I had ever met. And so I figured, okay, there has to be a reason for this. I mean, everything, all his optimism was based in reality. It was based in, in yeah. fact. So he told me that, that, you know, yes, there's a lag time, but we, it, we can still turn things around because we just have to sequester carbon dioxide. That's part of our task. We don't just have to stop emitting it. We also have to sequester carbon out of the atmosphere. Right. So that kind of you know, completely spun things on his head. And it was like, all right, we can still save these ecosystems. We can still get this right. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things I loved about Rob was just, as you said, he was a pragmatist. He was very practical. Yeah. But he had that hope and he had such a passion. Mm -hmm. And if he needed to figure out how to do something, he just figured out how to do it. He learned it and he did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he... Uh, He's a really amazing human being. Yeah. I know I was really inspired by Sharkwater, and then mm -hmm. I got a chance to meet him on Revolution when he was promoting the film, and um, yeah, just really loved the work he was doing. Yeah. You know, it felt like he was making real positive change, and he was seeing mm -hmm. an impact. Yeah. And speaking of impact, uh, I know your film has been traveling far and wide. Yeah. Um, what are some of the ways in which you're seeing the film impact people and some of the results that you're getting back? Yeah, I mean, every time after people watch the movie, you know, it's kind of hard to see how it impacts them because you, the only interaction you have with the people who watch it is, is immediately after they've watched it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of come up to you and they say, oh, my gosh, that was so, like, crazy and inspiring and I can't believe I didn't know this stuff was happening. Right. And they seem like they're really motivated to do something, but then oftentimes you don't, hear from them after that. It's just this kind of one-off, like, wow, crazy film, like, and, and they're complimenting you, and they're telling you they cried watching it, and it's this just kind of bombardment of, of everybody's reactions. But there's been a few people who I've kept an email contact with, and somebody told me they completely rethought their life plan after watching this movie. So that's super cool. It's it's what it's designed to do, really, is, is to open people's eyes to what's happening and hopefully inspire some people to dedicate their lives to fighting for the world we depend on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the things that really impressed me um, is you're talking about this idea that we treat fish as commodities and, mm -hmm. and yeah. sea life as commodities. We talk a lot about personhood, right? right? And the idea uh -huh. with orcas and other cetaceans that you know they should be non-human person. Right. I was curious if you had any thoughts on that in general. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, fish are people. I consider them people. I right. consider them friends and, and equals. You know, I, I don't look at them as a commodity. Yeah, I also wanted to ask you this idea that you were talking about with monsters, mm -hmm. that when people see, for example, sharks right. as monsters, yeah. it's very easy. I mean, obviously, filmmaking, filmmakers like Rob and like you, and something we've been working on as well, and trying to talk about how we changed that. Mm -hmm. culture of fear or the misunderstandings and the mythology around yeah. a lot of the natural world. Um, is there a particular species that you think is really lacking the love that people should really fall in love with? 
I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of them. But <laughs> there I wondered are lots of them. If there's, there's an ocean full of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it was really important for me to show sharks in a positive light in this movie and to show human-shark interactions the way that I experience them whenever I go into the water because my experience with sharks is radically different from the way the media portrays them. Jonah Bryson was the first winner of the Rob Stewart Young Eco Hero Award. He wasn't just inspired by Rob, the two of them co-directed a movie. Right now, the teenage director is working on a music video with survivors of the Parkland, Florida school that deals with the importance of voting. Here's Jonah. Um, hi, my name is Jonah Bryson, uh, and I'm a filmmaker, musician, and activist. Uh, and I, try, I really try to use my passion for entertainment to make the world a better place. Uh, Rob and I worked on a film together in 2014 called The Fight for Bala. Uh, we co-directed it together. I uh, always loved his work since I was 12 or 13 when I first saw Sharkwater. Um, and I had this dream of working with him. So uh, I emailed every place I could possibly think of that had anything to do with him, uh, just to try to get a hold of Rob. And, and probably about a year later, I got this email from him saying, you know, hey buddy, like love what you're doing, but um, I'm too busy right now. Uh, and then I'm like, no, this is not like what I was working for. I kept going, I kept pushing to try to work with him. It was this impossible dream that I had. Um, and then one day, out of nowhere, he's like, hey, buddy, we're working on this film. Want to come up to my cottage in Muskoka? Um, so we started getting to know each other. We worked on the project. Um, and then we worked on that film together, The Fight for Bala. And then over the years, we just developed a really unique friendship over two different generations. Um, he, from what he told me, um, I reminded him of a lot of what he was like as a kid, and uh, I just looked up to him because I loved what he did. So we had a really unique bond. I mean, there were times when we'd meet up and I would just look at him and he'd look at me for a few seconds and we'd laugh, and then he'd give me like this big brother hug. And like, we had this kind of cool bond and um, I'm just forever gonna be thankful have, that I had him as a mentor and um, he really shaped who I am today. What did he teach you? As a, well, taught me how to make films in many, way. I, in many ways. I already knew kind of some basics, but he really kind of taught me how he made films and what his process was like, his way of making films, um, why every film needed a villain, why, how to properly construct a film from Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, the different arcs, the storylines. Uh, he taught me all that, um, but also just in general how to be a better person, how to be an activist, conservationist, just a decent, good human being, a passionate human being, because he wasn't just a conservationist on screen. He lived it, he breathed it, he ate it, he slept it, he walked it. He was a conservationist, an activist, and a passionate man uh, full-time. So uh, he just taught me that, not necessarily by giving me a lesson, but just by being with him, around him. I took all that from him. And uh, if people wanted to support Rob's legacy yeah. and like, contribute, what are some things that they could do? I mean, they can certainly donate to the foundation that his parents set up. They can champion his message, share the films, because uh, his films will live on forever. Those are always going to be here. Um, and that's what's beautiful about filmmaking and the fact that he did that, that his legacy is always going to live on screen um, and in people's lives. But I think the biggest thing they can do is Rob really wanted to make the future more beautiful. And so if people can do one thing is to just fight 
in whatever way they can for whatever creature or ecosystem or environment or whatever they want just fight to make the future more beautiful place um, and that's I think the best way they can honor his legacy is to just make the future more beautiful as he always said he, made, he wanted to make the future beautiful that was his word so I, I want them to maybe that's the best thing they can do is make the future a more beautiful place Thanks for checking out the Scanna Podcast. If you're in Canada, Sharkwater Extinction is held over in theaters across the country. You'll want to see it on the big screen, and you will want to send a message to your Member of Parliament that you support the ban on Shark Fin Importation and Exportation Act. For more information on what you can do to help the sharks, please check out our show notes. If you are anywhere else in the world, Sharkwater Extinction is coming soon to a theater near you. If you like this show, I'm Mark Laren Young. This is Scanna. And if you are game to kick us a buck or more on Patreon.com to help us keep sharing these stories, that would rock. And please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes with Jason Colby talking about his essential book, Orcas, How We Came to Know and Love the Ocean's Greatest Predator, Peter Voliban, author of The Inner Life of Animals, and Finn Donnelly, the NDP MP who's been pushing that shark fin ban through Parliament. If this didn't work for you, I'm Joe Rogan, and thanks for checking out the Joe Rogan Experience! Scan is produced by the always awesome Rain Banu with the assistance of MS like Chantelle Heward, Clarita Ritchie, and Josie Leecti. And now, a word from our whale. Those whale sounds you're hearing? That'd be the killer whale who changed the world. Moby Doll.